What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan Garcia, and I'm here with my friend and co-host Dylan Backer, and thankfully, we get to talk about a New York Knicks win. Now, you know, coming into this game, I think everyone knew just how important it was for this team to win game two. You know, you don't want to go to Miami down 0-2 in the series, and with Jimmy Butler out of the game, this was a must-win game, right? Now, was this the best game of basketball the Knicks have ever played? It Was this, you know, the just the absolute beatdown type of game that you want to see the Knicks have? No, but did they get a win? Absolutely. And kind of, you know, Dylan and I were talking a little bit before we started uh, recording. You know, we'd rather have an unimpressive win than an impressive loss. It's the postseason. It doesn't matter how you win. It just matters that you do. Um, And now, you know, you head to Miami. Series is tied at two. Um, You know, I understand there's no Jimmy Butler in that second game, but we didn't have Randall in the first game. And, you know, we talked about this with... We, we talked about this a lot, actually, kind of after we recorded that Game 2 preview and that Game 1 reaction, talking about how important Randall is. You know, I, I know that you were pretty animated after we were talking. Uh, there were a lot of people who had a lot to say about how Randall's absence didn't matter. Um, and, you know, yes, he shot 8 for 18 from the field, which isn't inherently, like, insane, right? And 3 for 9 from 3 isn't insane, but he gives you 25 points, 12 rebounds, 6 from 6 from the free throw line. Eight assists, three only three turnovers, only one foul. I thought he played an, a pretty strong game for his first game back. You saw the presence you missed right then and there. The rebounding, the scoring, the aggressiveness. Dylan, what did you see from Randall that was really impressive to you uh, in game two? Right. I mean, Randall played amazing. You know, obviously he didn't have like the most beautiful game I've ever seen him have. I've seen better games from Randall, but he had a very, very good game considering that he just came back from an injury. You know, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, like you said, nearly getting a triple-double. 8 of 18 from the field is not amazing, like you said, but, you know, you take it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. 3 of 9 from 3, at least he hit a couple threes. You know, we know he likes to shoot a lot, so of course he's going to miss some here and there. You know, but something I really liked too was that it wasn't just him doing stuff too. It was, you know, Barrett and Brunson also doing doing things as well. You know, the three of them together working together cohesively as a unit because oftentimes we question how well they can coexist together. You know, they, they did really well last night, all three of them. You know, Jalen Brunson, 30 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 10 of 19 from the field, and 6 of 10 from 3, which is a very good sign to see after he went 0 of 7 from 3 in game 1. <clears throat> That's very, very encouraging to see. Very pleased with Brunson's performance, especially in the second half. You know, he started the game off pretty slow, didn't look right, maybe ankle was still bothering a little bit. Second half, he just turned it up. Second half, he had 23 points, and in the fourth quarter specifically, he had 10 points and went 4 or 6 from the field, 2 or 3 from 3, hit some big clutch shots down the stretch, made some nice plays. Very, very good game out of Brunson. Much needed game out of him as well after having that rough game one. Love to see that. R.J. Barrett as well. He continued his postseason redemption that we've been thankfully seeing so far. You know, he had another 20-point outing, 24 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 8 of 17 from the floor, 5 of 9 from 3-point land. 5 of 9 from 3-point land. That is very, very encouraging from R.J. We haven't been seeing R.J.'s 3 fall much of the year. You know, it's been topsy-turvy with him. Some games he hits him. Some games he just can't hit, hit anything, can't come close. He was on it last night. He had 16 of those points in the first quarter. Really kept the Knicks in it. You know, they were they were playing from behind most of this game. You know, I, oddly enough, you know, without Jimmy Butler... You would have thought the Knicks would have kind of just, you know, taken control of this from the opening tip to the final buzzer. No, the Heat were in control most of this game. You know, and the Heat looked like for a moment in that fourth quarter, they were going to pull away. You know, going up by six with about seven minutes left, you started to worry, like, were the Heat going to pull away with this one without Butler? Come away with a huge win, pretty much swing the entire series in their favor. You know, 
thankfully we got big shots from Brunson and Josh Hart down the stretch. Speaking of Josh Hart as well, he played great as well. He started once again in place of Grimes. You know, they had Grimes come off the bench and Hart nearly had a triple-double. 14 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 steal. His efficiency wasn't amazing. He only went 4 for 11 from the field. But he those two threes that he hit in the final minutes, those were huge. Huge. Like, it completely took any momentum Miami could have possibly gotten away. Took it all away. And he hit some clutch free throws, too, down the stretch. He, went, he only went 4-7 from the line, but he hit some of those free throws clutchly down the stretch. So that was huge right there. Very impressed with the play of Josh Hart. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys did their thing. A lot of guys did their thing. On the box score, you know, it looks great. You know, obviously it was not the cleanest game I've ever seen. The defense could have been a little bit better, specifically on the three-point line. Miami had had... Quite frankly, a little too many open looks from three that I was not very happy about. But what I was pleased about on our end was the three-point shooting offensively. You know, we went 16 for 40 from three-point land, which is 40%. And game one, we went 7 to 34. It's a massive improvement. The three-pointers were actually falling this time. We were actually hitting our shots. You know, obviously it was not the most amazing game I've ever seen out of this New York Knicks team. Wasn't it, you know, like you said, we take the unimpressive victory over the unimpressive loss any day of the week, especially in the playoffs, a win is a win. You take that as much as you want. So very pleased with it. You know, obviously it's not, like I said, not the most impressive thing I've seen, but I'm just happy that we're going to Miami tied up 1-1 and not down 2-0. So I guess I want to pivot towards you, toward this next question to you, Ryan. Like, you know, Isaiah Hartenstein specifically. Off the bench, he had nine rebounds and had four offensive rebounds. He led the team in that category. You know, he seemed to like really kind of shift the tone down the stretch. You know, they weren't hitting shots at one point in the fourth, but he kept getting those offensive rebounds, kept giving us, you know, another opportunity to make a shot. And it kind of, you know, gave us that chance. Like, okay, he kept us in it. Now we got to take advantage of that. What did you think of Hartenstein's play off the bench? Yeah, you know, one of the big things that, you know, changed for the Knicks as they, you know, I, I think you look at January and February as like the flip month for the Knicks where they kind of went from, you know, borderline kind of fun play-in team to, hey, this team's, you know, this team's a serious playoff team. They're no joke. Um, and, and part of that was Hartenstein flipping. You know, he became a significantly more important piece of this team. Obviously, Mitchell Robinson was out. That really hurt. We thought we were going to go into a slide there. The Knicks ended up playing some pretty strong basketball. They were able to still uh, maintain an interior presence, and a lot of that had to do with Hartenstein's excellent play. Having Mitch and Hardenstein means now, you know, no matter what unit you have out there, you have a strong interior presence. And as you mentioned, you know, those second chance points are really important, right? Not that the Knicks shot poorly from the field. They shot again 40% from three. And 45% of the field, considering it's a postseason, really isn't that bad. Um, but when you look at how the Knicks are going to be able to succeed in the postseason, how the Knicks are going to be able to separate themselves from other teams, it's their interior presence. It's their ability to get boards. They have plenty of guys who are strong rebounders, whether it's Josh Hart, Julius Randle, Mitch Robinson, and of course, Isaiah Hardenstein. Um, they can go out and they can get a lot of second chance points. They're not going to give up a lot of second chance points or opportunities to get second chance points uh, when they're going right. And uh, Hardenstein played a big role in that, right? Again, the Knicks interior presence, right? That's part of, again, why Julius Randle is so important. You know, that's interior presence, right? Ha getting boards. As you mentioned, second chance points. You know, um... You know, people are going to sit back and say, you know, the Knicks barely edged out a win against the Miami team without Jimmy Butler. Who cares? It goes down as a win in the books, right? If the Knicks go on to lose this series, then yeah, you know, you got outclassed by Miami, right? You know, Miami was able to just outclass you. Um, that would suck. I would hate that. I want this team to win this series, obviously. Um, but, you know, you can't, we can't sit here and start complaining about the types of wins we get, right? This is the postseason. We can complain in the regular season. The regular season, I think that would matter a little bit more, right? In the regular season, I think you'd say, hey, you beat a Miami team without Jimmy Butler. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, and 
just kind of move on to the next day. Uh, but in the postseason, it's just about getting hot at the right time and, and stealing wins, right? Um, you know, it's no one was saying no one was saying Miami stole a win when no when Julius Randle wasn't available in Game One, right? You know, that was a flat out win. I'm, I'm not going to make any excuses for not having Randle. Um, you know, injuries are a part of basketball, and, and this is a part of what the postseason is. It's a grind, right? Um, but as you mentioned, Hardenstein, the offensive rebounds, just so crucial to this team. Um, and another big thing that became crucial, you know, we talked about how bad they were from three in Game One. That's really why they lost the game, right? A couple of big threes here and there, just some of those falling. We thought, we thought they were getting good looks. We didn't think it was a matter of Miami necessarily getting up a bunch of uh, great contests and putting the Knicks in situations where they were taking tough shots. I thought they were taking easy shots and they weren't hitting them. I think they let game one kind of slip away from them. Game two, they hit those shots. You shoot 40% from three. That was the difference right there, right? Uh, if you want to look at the difference between game one and game two, it's in the three-point shooting. Um, they were able to get up a lot of really good shot attempts. They were able to make a lot of them. Um, I think a big part of that is, as you mentioned, just the, the late game heroics from Jalen Brunson. Got to give a lot of credit to RJ Barrett, who put this team on his back in the first quarter. He was unbelievable. Um, I know he slowed down in the second half of the game, but overall, a pretty good shooting night for Barrett. Um, but Brunson, I mean, time and time again, we've asked Jalen Brunson to, you know, be the leader and step up and, and you know, take over a game. He's completely capable of doing doing it time and time and time and time again, not just in the postseason, but in the regular season as well. The Knicks have turned to Jalen Brunson. He kind of feels like the face of a changing Knicks franchise of a team that again, won their first postseason series in a decade that is trying to get to the Easter conference finals for the first time in either of our lifetimes. Um, you know, this he is the face of that. And last night we got to see him uh, just add another story, another incredible game, um, to his, uh, ledger. I, I mean, I thought I, I really look, I really do think that Jalen Brunson is becoming that star level player or that player that you can put on a championship type contending team. Um, not necessarily saying he's the first option on championship contender, but one of the leading scorers on a championship contender. And, and you can really just ask him to take over a game and go shot for shot with anyone. You know, what did you see from Jalen Brunson in that, uh, in that fourth quarter? You know, I, I feel like he's kind of just become a superhero for us now. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely become a superhero for us. I mean, you know, like I said, Miami just kept, you know, hitting shots and it seemed like, you know, at one point they were going to put us away. You felt like they weren't really going to get over that hump just because they couldn't find ways to, you know, combat them or kind of keep up. Jalen Brunson saved the day once again, which has been quite frankly the theme all season long. Been <laughs> been the theme really since the beginning of the regular season and it still is right now. You know, the 30 points is just amazing. I'm pretty sure he's the first Nick and uh, since Carmelo Anthony in 2013 to get 30 points in a playoff game at Madison Square Garden. And Melo was there in attendance to see that. So that's pretty awesome for Brunson to see. You know what I mean? But um, just to kind of, you know, talk about Brunson a little bit here. Like, he's definitely become a superhero. I'm really <laughs> – every time you expect him to, you know, you're hoping that he'll do something good for us or that he'll come through in the clutch when we're down or we need big buckets – he comes through every time. You know, it's not very often that he has not came through and just, you know, hit those shots that you need or made those plays for the other guys that you need. You know, he was doing pretty much everything down that stretch. It was pretty much just give him the ball and the rest of the guys just get out of his way. Let him go to work because he was doing everything. You know what I mean? He was taking over that game. Miami really did not have much of an answer for him in that second half especially. So, really happy with what Brunson did. I'm really happy to see that after, you know, a topsy-turvy game one. You know, where three just weren't falling, nothing was really going. Really, really happy with that. You know, big shot after big shot, you know, made some nice plays. You know, Josh Hart, too, his Villanova, former Villanova teammate, same thing. Big shot after big shot, making hustle plays 
all that stuff right there, just them two together on the floor just feels amazing. You know, ever since we brought Josh Hart over, you know, you just feel the chemistry with Brunson already there. You know, didn't you didn't really feel like they kind of had to build anything together. You felt like they already had it. And, you know, they, they probably did already have it because they played on those Villanova teams that won championships for Jay Wright in college. You know what I'm saying? So you just feel you just felt it right away. The minute Josh Hart came over here, you're still feeling it right now in the postseason. It's a really good time for it to continue right now. You know, what, what I really want to see in Game 3, you know, is the same thing from Brunson. Same thing. I just want to keep seeing this over and over each of these playoff games. You know, I can't expect Brunson to drop 30 or 40 points every game. That's unfair. It's a postseason environment. It's a whole different landscape. But I just, you know, I expect at this point, I expect Brunson to just do his thing. I don't expect nothing out, nothing less of him at this point. You know, he's already blown away my expectations that I had before the season began. You know, so at this point, I'm just expecting good nights from him day in and day out. You know, I'm really pleased with what he's been doing. You know, so what do you think about that? What do you think about how Brunson's been doing all season long? Yeah, I've made it like abundantly clear that I think that Jalen Brunson is kind of a superhero, right? Like this dude, you, you ask him to come up clutch uh, and he's, I mean, it's raining outside, which you can hear, but uh, you know, he's, he's wet like water from three, man. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny timing, but six from six from 10 from three, you know, this team needed that, right? This team really struggles to shoot from three at times. This team really struggles, you know, in fourth quarter situations to find a shot creator and just get the job done, right? You know, again, RJ Barrett gave them the strong start, wasn't able to finish strong. That's fine. You know why? Because he can play that secondary role because he can look to a Jalen Brunson and say, all right, I don't, my shot's a little bit off in the second half or my shot's a little bit off in the fourth quarter, but Jalen Brunson's here. I I, I did my part. Now Jalen Brunson's going to do his. You know, Josh Hart playing an incredible, incredible game in my opinion in terms of just being a strong role player. That's what, that's what, this is when Josh Hart is at his best. He's got double-digit rebounds, gives you about 14 points, almost puts up a triple-double, you know, is going out there, and he's, he's efficient from the field. Um, he's, hitting, he's hitting some big threes, right? He's doing the things that you need Josh Hart to do. Um, you know, but Jalen Brunson really just is... I, I mean, he's just he's just that guy, right? Uh, I don't want to sound like corny here, but he, he's that guy, right? You know, he has become that guy. He deserves that respect. Um, you know, th- again... When things go south for the Knicks, when you need a bucket and it's late in the game, you go to Jalen Brunson. Those floaters, they're money. I mean, he throws up a floater. I mean, just just close your eyes. Just just add two points to the score. You don't have to see it drop in. Um, you know, when he pulls up from three late in a game, you know, he can hit big shots, right? He's just capable of doing so many things, uh, and he's such a diverse offensive player. And this is as a small guard. We're not talking about a guy who's 6'5", 6'6", you know, a wing, you know, go, can go out there and just be bigger than some guys around him. He's one of the smallest players on the court, right? And they don't know what to do with him. They have no idea what to do with the guy. Um, so, you know, he's really just blossomed in New York and, and, you know, again, to everyone who said he was overpaid to everyone who said, you know, why the Knicks, uh, moving around picks and assets to try to bring in Jalen Brunson. Um, I, I know, I want to know where you are right now. I want to know what you're feeling right now. Cause, um, he's showing everyone. And I think he's had a strong postseason, given the fact that the Knicks really haven't had a lot of scoring in the postseason. It feels like the offense has not really gotten itself going yet. Uh, but Brunson's been pretty strong all postseason. And I expect that to be the case going forward. The guy who's, you know, really had a strong postseason kind of out of nowhere, or not really out of nowhere, but, you know, after a really poor start to his postseason, RJ Barrett, right? Like now I'm looking at him and I'm saying, we need points. 
RJ Barrett's got me, right? RJ Barrett's, you know, I know that he shot well from three last night after, you know, really, I mean, not not just in the postseason, but really it felt like in the second half, just losing his three-point shot. Um, but, you know, he's figured out, hey, I can drive to the basket. I can I can, I can, can attack the basket. I can attack the rim, and they can't stop me. What are they going to do to stop me? Um, he realized he's a, he's, a, he's a stronger, I think he's stronger than he thinks he is. Um, you know, I, I think he's realizing that he's getting that confidence in himself. Um, you know, he, he played a really strong game, 24 points, uh, pretty efficient. Um, you know, going forward, how do you think this version of RJ Barrett's going to impact this team going forward? Because I think it really raises the ceiling of this team. We've talked about this before, you know, if RJ Barrett's going well, this team's even better, right? And now that RJ Barrett's clicking, you know, what do you see? How do you think that raises the ceiling of this team? Right. I mean, RJ, you know, we gave him, like I said, we gave him a bunch of crap after game one and two of the first round because, you know, things just were looking off, you know, whatever it was, he didn't look right, wasn't making his layups, wasn't making his threes, nothing was going his way. He's changed it up completely. Now he's hit, now he's, you know, being aggressive. He's getting to the basket. He's not taking, you know, bad floaters or, you know, trying to hit bad fadeaway shots that are contested in the mid range or any of that. He's not trying to shoot, you know, obviously he took nine threes last night, but it seems like he's more focused on getting to the basket rather than shooting the three ball which is very very important you know because that's clearly rj barrett's strength it has been his strength his entire career you know so it's very encouraging to see that he's going back to that and not reverting and you know settling for three pointers i'm really pleased with what he's been doing really really pleased with it you know i think you know just the way he's been playing it makes a big difference for this knicks team because you know it, it kind of get, makes other teams realize like okay we need to actually you know guard this guy we can't just you know leave him leave him alone or leave him open or whatever we got to actually take care of this guy we got to focus on this guy too you know now it's not just randall and brunson now now we got to worry about barrett too because barrett's clearly going to do something to us as well you know what i mean so really really just overall really happy with what he's been doing i'm really 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 happy with it you know whatever adjustments he made after game two of the first round keep it that way keep it that way i love this version of rj right now i love this aggressiveness of him you know i love when he tries to actually get to the basket and not try to like i said not try to do like floaters or any of that stuff you know really happy with that i just want him to keep doing that i don't really want him to change much else in that regard i love what he's been doing so far it's been you know giving him good postseason games it's been giving the knicks some big wins in the postseason you know we knew rj was going to have to step up in this postseason for the Knicks to be able to, you know, get wins and get through the ser- get through these series. We knew he was going to have to do something about that. And so far, he's answered it. You know, after games one and two, we were worried. You know, I'm not going to lie. Maybe some of us overreacted a little bit and said maybe he can't start. You know, RJ's answered those critics. He's answered the critics perfectly. He's Ever since that game, he's put up great performances, you know, pretty much in every single game since. So I just want to keep it up. I just want to keep it up. And, you know, RJ has a very good mentality, very hardworking, you know, big work ethic. So I expect him to just continue it. I don't expect nothing else out of him. You know, obviously, I can't expect him to have fantastic games every single night. Again, it's a playoff atmosphere. It is unfair to, you know, assume someone's going to do amazing every single night. That's just not fair. Playoffs are different. Defenses are tighter. This is also a Miami team who does not, who is not the worst defensively. So, you, you know, that, that's just some things you got to take into consideration. But... Just looking overall at RJ, really happy what he's been doing. I want him to keep it up. You know, like you said about his strength, he definitely is stronger than a lot than he thinks probably. I think I even said that once that he needs to realize that he's one of the strongest guys on the court and that he needs to take advantage of that because he can easily get through these guys if he just uses his strength. He can get through these guys. You know, he is very, very strong, very, very athletic. He can get into the paint pretty easily, really, if he just actually, you know, uses his body more. You know, stop trying to do a bunch of dribble moves or try to do some weird wacky post moves or any of that. Just use your body, man. Just use your body. Use your strength. You are really strong. You got to get to the paint. And that's what he's been doing. So I'm really pleased with that. What, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, no, I 100% agree. RJ Barrett is someone that should just... Like, RJ Barrett is someone that it has the talent level to go out there and be an effective scorer. Um, and it's a matter of just, hey, just get it done in the postseason, right? Again, his future on this team is something that I don't care to talk about right now. I, I That's something that does not... It's not nearly as important to me as his performance in the postseason, right? We can talk about, you know, the contract. You can talk about, you know, the regular season play, if it's concerning, whether it's trend upward or downward following this season in the off season, right? But I don't want to be in the off season, number one. And number two, that's, we're not in the off season right now. We're in the postseason, right? And right now, that's what matters. What RJ Barrett does right now matters way more than anything else that anyone's going to possibly want to talk about right now when it comes to RJ. Um, but with that being said, you know, I, I think one big thing that, you know, and we're going to talk about game three um, on Friday. We're going to do an episode for that because that's, you know, for some reason, games two and, th- and three are just, I mean, it's almost like a whole week away. Um, but, you know, look, going into game three, Going, my, my feeling after game two, like my confidence level with this team, I think is still right around where it was entering the season series. Uh, I think it's it went down a little bit after game one, and then game two kind of brought it back to where it was before the series. It's a zero zero series again, right? Now it's you're back even, right? Um, and you've got now you gotta go take business, take care of business in Miami. You know the guy I'm looking for. Uh, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit more obviously on Friday. Um, the guy I'm looking for to step up here is quickly. I feel like he's had a quiet series. I feel like he hasn't had that game yet in the postseason that's been, you know, the Emmanuel quickly game. He's had a couple of solid performances, but nothing special. You know, who's your guy that you're looking at? You know, kind of, uh, you know, we'll get to talk about this more obviously Friday, but who's your guy they're looking for to have that, you know, finally just have that bigger game for them, uh, you know, in game three? It's definitely quickly. I 1,000% agree it's quickly. He's been, quite frankly, nowhere to be found this, po- this postseason. It's unfortunate because he had a fantastic regular season. You know, he had a solid game five or game four, whichever it was against Cleveland, where he hit up a couple big shots. He had a solid game there. But that's really been about it. Otherwise, we haven't really seen much out of him. You know, and I think last night was kind of a clear-cut example of, you know, how much, like, he needs to step up because he didn't play a whole lot yesterday. He only played, like, the first... He played, like, five minutes in the first half and then didn't really see the court again until, like, you know, early in the fourth quarter, and then, you know, he, I think he only played a total of, like, 15 minutes or something like that, he didn't play a whole lot, you know, and I, I'm not saying that it was, like, deservedly so, but it, you know, when you're not, when your shot's just not falling, and, you know, you need points, you gotta go to the guy with the hot hand, the guy with the hot hand was obviously Jalen Brunson, you're gonna obviously still go to Jalen Brunson more often, but you gotta also, I guess, you know, realize that, like, quickly needs to get these shots to fall, he needs to, something needs to change, you know, clearly, Clearly, whatever it is, he's just not find, figuring it out right now. You know, defensively, he's still been good, which is encouraging. You know, I'm happy that, it, that you know, his offensive struggles have not impacted his defense. That's huge because, you know, some guys, if they're struggling offensively, then their defense takes a hit as well, and it just creates a, you know, a recipe for disaster, really, and you don't really want them out on the floor when they're doing that. You know, but quickly still played good defense. So that's So he's still an impactful player to have out there, but if his offense can turn it up a bit, this Knicks seems a whole lot different. It really deepens up the team. And especially with the fact that it seems like they're going to continue to start Josh Hart from now on instead of Quentin Grimes, it keeps the bench unit intact. And it keeps that bench high-level bench scoring intact if quickly can really step it up. What do you think about that? 100% agree. You know, end of the day, right? You know, looking at how the Knicks have kind of adapted a little bit they made some small changes in the postseason but i don't think we're gonna see any massive changes going forward um, i think this is kind of what they're what, whatever they're doing right now is what they're gonna keep doing until something drastic happens like if this team goes down 3-1 then we might see some changes right um because then that's desperation where you're just throwing anything you can and hoping it sticks but um until they they hit you know panic mode um there's no reason to make massive changes right now and you know um looking at quickly again you know just kind of wrapping up a little bit here um quickly i think is too talented to keep playing this poorly quite frankly um he's too good of a player he's too, too smart of a player he's too important to this team I, I still think on a true talent level he's this, he's 
this team's third best player, um, and I expect him to start playing as such um, at some point during the series, but... With that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know what you guys thought about Game 2. Uh, what did you guys think we, uh, you guys agreed with or disagreed with? What did you guys think we missed out on? Uh, we'd love for you guys to join the conversation in the comment section below. You guys can also make sure to join the conversation on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, you guys can turn on post notifications so you guys know we're coming out the next video. Um, of course, the next video will be previewing Game 3. There isn't a game for a decent amount of time, so a little bit of a break between uh, you know Games 2 and 3, some time to reset, some time that will definitely help the Knicks, especially considering Randall you know, is still nursing him back from an injury hopefully uh they can get themselves up back to 100 percent uh for that game three i know miami will be doing the same um and with that being said i'm ryan garcia this is my co-host and friend dylan backer you guys can check out our twitter accounts they're above our heads and we'll see you guys in the next video peace out